Hey everybody, this is the Teddy Murphy Project here. I'm Teddy Murphy, your host. But you guys know that, hey, if you want to do a podcast, you want to refresh your views and everything, whatever you do, hey, use Anchor. Anchor is uh, one of the best uh, products you can use for your uh, podcast. And it also gives you sponsorships also to the where you get paid for every listen across any episode. So, don't forget, man, if you want to use a podcast, go to Anchor, man. Just go to anchor.com, sign up, get your podcast started. I'm Petty Murphy, and I this Hey, everybody, it's Petty Murphy here on the Petty Murphy Project. And if you're looking to start your own podcast and get your brand out there where it comes with music, comedy, or just general anything that you want to talk about, use Anchor. And when you guys use Anchor, you will see how beautiful it is and it's free to use. So go to anchor.com and sign up for your podcast. I'm Petty Murphy, and I have this message. Volkswagen. I couldn't do much of anything in the backseat of that thing. The first time I did it, I was in a little red Corvette with Sheena Easton and Vanity. Or was that Morris? Shut out, man. The craziest thing I ever did was break up with my high school sweetheart. <laughs> man, when it comes to women, we're always doing something crazy. I know what you mean. One time I poured chocolate all over Sheila E. Or was that Morris? Man, 
<laughs> and you really want to turn a girl on? Put on some Luther Van Draw. Oh, man, that works with some girls. But the guy who really gets them going is Rick James. You're both wrong. Whenever I want a woman to get wild, all I have to do is... Watch those Time Life Warner movies? 
You know the ones know, oh, it's movie time, I'm going to fucking sleep in class? Yeah, those type of movies. So he told me, he's like, man, I can drive around my car, music blasting, listen to the Bass Street Boys. I can go 75 miles per hour past a cop, and then what happened to me? But you, you can't do that. And I think that's fucked up. I gave that white guy a hug. Cause he said, I apologize. I said, don't apologize for being, it, it's not your fault. Racism is, you're not born racist. It's taught. It's bullshit. And, I'm, and, and, he, and he had a point. Another white lady came up to me crying. I'm like, lady, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right, please go away, Karen. Speaking of Karen's, Eric Karen's in the house today. Yeah, you a Karen, all right? You a Karen ass motherfucker that don't give a fuck about these bitches' feelings. Same Karen, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, man, man. Twenty twenty one, everybody, we made it. We fucking made it in 2021. Shit looked bleak. You got entanglements. COVID-19. Soldier Boy and Bow Wow want to be wrestlers. Will Smith looking stupid as fuck. Oh, man. And now we got Derek Jackson. Everybody know who the fuck, you know who Derek Jackson is. Will Smith didn't do a goddamn thing for me, but gave me the fresh with of Bel Air. I'm going to leave Will, I'm going to let him make some good damn movies. But this Derek Jackson motherfucker, oh, this nigga did the business. This nigga get the smoke. This motherfucker telling everybody black men don't cheat. No, well that's true, black men don't cheat, niggas do. Ladies, remember that shit. Exactly, it's like, it's like the four seasons, you know, I'm gonna fuck with a bitch in the spring, I'm gonna fuck with this bitch in the summer, I'm definitely gonna fuck with a bitch in the fall, and then winter time Christmas. That's how the season is for niggas. I, I would know that if you ever been to college, you would know that when you see a fine ass girl, you know they got their seasons. They got they got softball, volleyball, basketball. So you gotta play by the seasons. And my balls, yes, my balls, my big ass motherfucking balls. But it's, but but it's funny how our fucking society is so fucked up. It really is. We got black people hating on black people. Niggas always been hating on niggas. White people hate white people. Mexicans hate Mexicans. Lesbians hate lesbians. I don't know, well, I don't see how, but it's all right. I'm a lesbian too. I love girls, I love pussy. <laughs> no, I love pussy. But, 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 real shit. Real shit though. Real shit though. Everybody, hey, we all know black lives do matter, right? It matters. We're just trying to get everybody to understand that it fucking matters, shit. And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna tell you how. This shit's justified. I'm gonna tell you how this shit's justified. Remember January 20, January 6, 2021. The day white privilege showed up. Oh, they've been around, but you ain't seen, you ain't never seen a group of white niggas.
Baptists go stomp up the motherfucking Capitol. But white people did it. And then when they got into the Capitol, you see the one, you see the one black dude looking for somebody. I, I, I'm looking for, uh, looking for Linda, uh, something like that. Just sitting there with the mask on and shit, like he looked at DoorDash. Like somebody ordered this shit. I, I honestly thought those motherfucking came from fucking Power Book too. I really did. I really did. And, and you see the bullshit. These motherfuckers other the these motherfuckers out there took over the motherfucking capital. You got motherfucking niggas sitting on motherfucking Nancy Pelosi's desk and chilling and shit like, yeah, I'm on this bitch's phone. Yeah, take a picture of me. And then, and then, and then, the fucked up part about it is that they fucking did just like, oh, Trump's gonna fucking save us. No, Trump is a nigger. Trump won't save him goddamn self. That's why all his boys went down. He going straight up. Look here. Look at, um, look here. I'm just going to tell you guys right now. If you, no, you do the crime, go ahead and do the crime, but if you get fucking caught, put a young Jeezy on. If you get jammed up, don't mention my name. That's what he did. That's what Trump did. And yeah, he fucked up. He did fuck up. A lot of people trying to say that he didn't lose. He tried to say, I won Georgia. And then he started losing and started crying. Now you know how he felt now. He felt like Atlanta Falcons fans. Remember the Super Bowl? Yeah, he lost Georgia. He lost Arizona. Then he lost Michigan. But, but me, you lost the election. Shit, take your L and leave. But it's been a bunch of bullshit. Cause since Trump came out, you got the cancel culture shit. How the fuck you gonna cancel a fucking cartoon? Pepe Le Pew. What the fuck did the cartoon do? It's a fucking fictional character. It's not like fucking skunks go out fucking raping cats and shit. You, you don't see that shit. And they made money off this shit. R. Kelly. They wanna cancel R. Kelly for shit that we knew for 30 years. All the goddamn music R. Kelly made, y'all wanna cancel him? Can't cancel my kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Come everybody. He a motherfucker, though. You can't, he right, you can't cancel them kids. You can't cancel half on a baby. You can't do that shit. You know why you can't do that shit? Because if you cancel that song, you must cancel child support. Cancel child support. Fuck the bullshit. Fuck the bullshit. But hey, but hey, I do want to say this though. I started this journey 12 years ago down in Wichita, Kansas. And I fucking bombed my first ever fucking show. But I learned the game and I learned this business. You were there at night. But I came home to KC because this is my home. Research Medical Center, March 1, 1983, 4.57 p.m. We'll talk about that later. Red shit. But what I have done by y'all seeing these talented artists coming from all over, from Wichita, from Oakland Park, from Kansas, from Oklahoma, Colorado, wherever they're from. They came here to uh, basically show y'all respect, come out here and perform for y'all, show me the respect and the love. I thank y'all very much. I really do. But I also want to say thank y'all to everyone who performed yesterday, 
Shout out to DJ J. Bravo. Everybody that performed tonight. Dust Mom is Erica Karma. Chief Louie, Shona Nett, Margo K, CO3. You got Road Runners, Just Nippy, Arnell, King Jack, and myself, DJJ on the ones and twos. Salute to you, my man. And salute to the Firelight Lounge for letting us do our thing tonight. Everybody, thank you for coming out tonight. Thank y'all for kicking up the I Hate It Here tour, which begins July 10th in Denver, Colorado. I wanted, if I was going to do this, I needed to do this in my hometown. Kansas City is my hometown. I don't give a fuck if I do live in Johnson County. I do that for other reasons. But, this is my home. I don't give a fuck if Olathe, Oakland Park, Shawnee, Miriam, Lanexa, Prairie Village, Wyandotte, Crime Dock, KCK, Leavenworth, Kansas City, Missouri. I don't give a fuck. Kansas City's my motherfucking home. We are doing great things in Kansas City. And what I want to do for Kansas City is be an ambassador to create change in the entertainment industry. So ladies and gentlemen, the I Hate It Here tour is based off of this. I know the billion dollar plan where we can get our motherfucking reparations. So you want to know about the reparation plan, vote for me for president after July 10th. I'm Penny Murphy and I approve this message. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Make love tonight, motherfucker. Gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, let's get ready to rumble! What's welcome? Teddy Murphy to the stage, everybody. What's going on, Shawnee? What's up? What's going on, Harleys? Yee -yee. What's going on, America? Woo! I'm blessed to be here tonight to perform in front of all of you during this pandemic. This pandemic is a lot of things that has happened that's been caused by this. But I'm glad that we're here tonight because there's 250,000 people in this country right now that have died from this. And tonight, 
I'm gonna be funny. I'm gonna tell my shit. But I want y'all to listen from my perspective. Because 2020 has shown that America fucked us all. White, black, Latino, gay, straight, Kardashian, you name it. <laughs> so we just got over the election two weeks ago, right? Everybody were able to vote? Except the three guys sitting here at the bar, they look like felons. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because you're Latino. I'm black, so I look like a felon. Got a fucking do-rag on my damn head. But that election, that election showed us pretty much how divided we have been since January 1st of this year. A lot of shit happened. Kobe died. Black Panther died. America's values died. A lot of black people, a lot of white people, a lot of Latinos, a lot of Asians, a lot of you know, LBGTQs. A lot of people died. So we couldn't celebrate the moments like the Chiefs win the Super Bowl after 50 years. So if you're a Chiefs fan, you need to know, clap that up. Yeah! Clap that up, for real though, clap that up. Dude, I'm 37 years old, and I've seen Royals win two World Series, KU win two national championships, but to see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that's my favorite moment of 2020. And that's real. And I, and I think that was everybody's favorite moment, so clap it up. That was your favorite moment of 2020. Clap that shit up. Because we didn't know about this disease in the other part of the world. We did not know. But our dumbass president did. The orange. Tangerine Timmy. Donald Trump knew for six weeks prior about this disease. Showed the racism when he called it the Kung Fu Flu. Like, what the fuck did Jackie Chan do to you, man? What the fuck did Bruce Lee do to you? Nothing. Do you know all them damn products that you are? Paying for it with your name on it, your bears, a teddy bear. Yes, the motherfucker has a teddy bear. Obama didn't get a fucking teddy bear, but how the fuck did this motherfucker get a teddy bear? Marketing, Marketing the wrong way. The bear is called Trumpy Bear. If you ever stay up late at night, high as fuck, and you see that commercial on, you might, man, don't uh, condone it, but you might want to kill yourself at this point. Say fuck COVID-19, this motherfucker got a teddy bear. Obama didn't get a teddy bear. 
Bill Clinton technically got a teddy bear. Monica. We all know about Monica. But damn, this motherfucker got a teddy bear? What the fuck? It's like, this motherfucker is a marketing genius. And as we have seen the last four years, businessmen don't make good politicians. It's true. Dick Cheney, former vice president, owned Halliburton. Halliburton owns the world's largest gas oil. That's the world's largest oil company. What the fuck did we go over to Iraq for? We ain't going there for no weapons of mass destruction. We went over there for the oil, oh, that oil. What the fuck we went over there for? Now are we going to talk? No, talking about Obama whatsoever. But Obama did something that Bush and Clinton could not do, and the nigga killed Osama bin Laden. And when they asked him when he got elected, what are you going to do about Osama bin Laden? White people are like, oh, he's going to catch him alive. But niggas knew the code when he said, I'm going to catch him dead or alive. He's going to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> and he did it. But what the fuck has Trump done for us? Nothing. And don't talk about them $1,200 stimulus checks. Everybody knows when a nigga gets a check, it's gone immediately. Two ways. Buying dumb shit, child support. <laughs> These are all facts. He hasn't done nothing but make this country hate again. That should have been his campaign slogan. You have to read through that shit. Make America great again. How the fuck can you make a country that's never been great? Period. Everybody knows, I see the Latino people in here. My Latinos, this is your fucking country. Native Americans, this is your fucking country. Niggas, we got kidnapped. <laughs> we got fucking kidnapped and brought over here. But white people, the establishment, the privileged, they think that, oh no, they created this country. It's their country. It's not your fucking country. Alright? Columbus didn't find shit. So to me, to you, I want to say Christopher Columbus is like Jesse Smollett to niggas. They're both liars. Now I'm going to give you a history lesson. The pilgrims did not know that they were oppressed. Why? Because they wanted to wipe it from the history books. They were not oppressed by just England. They've been oppressed by Egyptian gods. Look it up. National Geographic ain't shit. Knew your history. That's why we got the cell phones, the internet. Read up on some shit. And I told this white guy, he came up to me one day, now, normally white, when white people come up to me, it's usually the cops or bosses get ready to fire my ass. Or white girls, I don't know. 
Now this white guy came up to me and he said, I'm ashamed to be white. Have you ever heard a white person say they're ashamed of being white? Ever? Never in the history of niggerdom has I ever heard a white person say they're ashamed to be white. Unless it's little Kim. Or Sammy Sosa. Or Kanye West. We didn't talk about Kanye in a little bit. I got a campaign slogan for your ass. But when he said this, that to me, he also said, I don't know what it's like to be black. I can ride around in my Mercedes in a nice neighborhood, windows down. Van Halen playing. I, I used a random white name, so. That's Eddie Van Halen. Oh shit, that is fucked up. Never mind. <laughs> we won't use that. We'll see Mariah Carey, okay? Wait a second, she's half black, so. Who the fuck cares? Britney Spears! Fuck, you say Britney Spears, shit. Hit me maybe one more time. Now, I can do that. But you, you can't do that. You can drive the same car, listen to your Run DMC or your, you know, what the kids like to listen to, um, Lil Uzi Vert or Future, Drake. Yeah, let's go with Drake. I really know with Drake. And you can get pulled over in my neighborhood. He said, I'm ashamed to be white. I was like, one, damn. Two, thank you. I thank this white guy for being ashamed of being white. And I told him also, don't be ashamed of being white. Be ashamed of what the culture has taught this world. Hate. And we got to get rid of that shit if we're going to get rid of COVID and everything else. we got to get rid of the hate. Hate is not taught. No, I mean, you're not born to hate. You're not born racist. It's taught. White people hate white people. Black people hate black people. Niggas hate niggas of all colors and races. Latinos hate Latinos. Asians hate Asians. Gays hate gays. And sometimes a Kardashian hates a Kardashian. It happens. But we're taught to hate. And I think this year should have taught us something when everything was shut down. I don't know about these guys here, this establishment right here, but I'm glad to be here because establishments like this have gone under. Business have been bad for everybody except billionaires. Jeff Bezos lost a half a billion dollars to his wife. Half his fucking empire in a divorce. And the motherfucker made it back in five minutes. And still kicking ass. Antonio Brown blew $40 million in two weeks. Easily. All three of his jerseys were on the clearance rack. Motherfucker went from the number one wide receiver in the NFL to the NFL's R. Kelly. That quick. 
And all what he did was a city sin sin, but every black man and every Latino in here has ever done a calling a boss a cracker. Raise your hand if you have. Pretty much all of you guys are fucking guilty. Especially the three guys sitting at the bar. Sitting there drinking the beer. You brought the feature a drink, but why didn't you buy the damn headliner a drink? If it wasn't for the headliner, the feature wouldn't be here. Y'all some selfish motherfuckers. But don't, for real though, I have to get a drink, man. It's on your tab. <laughs> Hennessy and pineapple. Yeah. Call that shit drink juice. Don't know nothing about drink juice. No, that's Crypto Tech Nine is uh, KC Sweet Tea. Drink juice is by my boy Flick Drink. Shout out to Flick Drink if you watch or listen. But it, it taught us that all of this is bullshit. Why did it have to take four cops? and one to put the neck on George Floyd for eight minutes and 46 seconds for us to understand that black lives matter. But here's the thing about that, I'm gonna talk about that. Amongst all of us, black lives matter, right? Clap, clap it up. In two ways. Black lives don't matter. That goes to the privilege. You know, the Trump supporters that be running around with their motherfucking caravan and shit. The rich motherfuckers who are upset that Trump is now out of office and now they have to pay taxes. I pay my fucking taxes too, bitch. I'm not going to be like, what's his names? And then you got niggas. Killing other niggas. Black lives can't matter. Until niggas stop killing one another. All lives can't matter until we stop hating and killing one another also. That means Latinos need to stop hating on one another. Whites need to stop hating on one another. Blacks, especially niggas, need to stop hating on one another. We all need to stop hating on one another. Because there's one thing that matters. To them. The white privilege. Green matters. And when I mean green, I ain't talking about this sticky, sticky, sticky that we were smoking on on the way here, Ben. That was some good motherfucking shit. Fake Who? Think who? Think your cousin. Think the cousin, is, the weed dealer is in the building. The weed supply is in the building. I ain't gonna name his name because unlike everybody else that's on the first 48, I believe in no snitching. But I'm gonna take your phone number though. Give me a free sample. You got a free show, you gotta get a free sample. There we go. <laughs> we here. Green matters. The money matters. They have made a lot of fucking money off this shit. Media, billionaires, millionaires, hundred thousandaires, people with no jobs. They've made a lot of money off this shit. 
and yet we're sitting here waiting for a stimulus check. I'm trying to tell you motherfuckers, Joe Biden, Miss Kamala Harris, we don't want a stimulus check. We want reparations. It's reparations or repercussions 2021. Because the orange motherfucker ain't giving a shit because we kicked his ass out of the White House. He mad. Big man. He big man. He, did y'all know when Georgia announced that Joe Biden took the lead, he was about as more as, he was very, very upset they lost the lead in Georgia. Now he knows what it's like to be an Atlanta Falcons fan. <laughs> or recently, an Atlanta Braves fan. They blew a 3-1 lead in the National League Championship Series. That's how the fucking Dodgers won. Telling y'all, it ain't good to be in Atlanta right now. It ain't. We lost King Vaughn over a week ago down in Atlanta. A few days later, we lost Mode 3 down in Dallas. Boosie got shot on Saturday in the leg. This goes into the nigga section of this Black Lives Matter. Niggas need to stop being fucking jealous of another nigga's success. And that's for everybody. Stop hating on one success. Instead of hating on a success, ask them how they need to become successful so you can apply that shit. And this is real. There's too much going on in the rap game where rappers are often motherfuckers like it's the fucking godfather. Like it's Jimmy telling everybody after the heist and Goodfellas, kill them all. They drop it like flies. And it's just not in the rap game, that's in our inner cities and our communities. Seriously, yo. We're dealing with enough with a pandemic. I'm tired of seeing this shit. I'm tired of seeing the shit in the middle. How the hell niggas can sit here and scream Black Lives Matter and protest with everybody else trying to know, create change for everybody in this country so we can all be equal and live happily amongst one another if they go out there and kill another brother. How, what, does that make any fucking sense? That's ass backwards. Brothers, we are a fucking target as it is. You can catch COVID-19 faster than you can catch a bullet. 2020, when everything was on lockdown, did we hear anything about drive-bys in Kansas City? Did we? We didn't hear anything really much about drive-bys in Kansas City until the fucking country started opening up right around Easter. <coughs> and yet nobody gets the message that they will stop killing us when we stop killing us. And that's real. It's just not in the black community, the Latino community, Asian community, white community. They don't give a fuck about us. And it ain't just a fucking song by Michael Jackson. This is some real ass shit. These motherfuckers here with all the goddamn money don't give a fuck about us. If you in the fucking complex that I put you in, you want a game banging, no flaunt and all that shit, the nigga section, your brother that you kill 
probably would have gave you your last, his last. Probably would have helped you out when it comes to seeing get yourself out of that situation so you can help feed your family. And you can strive for greatness like this man has or this woman has. We gotta stop killing one another. Unity is the key amongst all of us. And we gotta start being united and we gotta start being united right now. I think election day showed us that we have the power to create change in an election. So let's create power and change in how we live. Real talk. Yeah. Now we're getting some funny shit. Fuck the Cheeto. Fuck the Cheeto. Yes. This motherfucker is sitting in the White House, doesn't want to concede that he lost. He goes cheated. He goes, they cheated. They cheated. They cheated. They cheated. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I actually know what the fuck he said. Hold on. I don't think this was a fair election. <laughs> I think I won Georgia. I think I won Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. Alvin, Simon, Theodore. <laughs> the election was rigged, and I'm going to contest this. I'll even take this up to the Supreme Court. That's not pretty much what he said, but that sound like the motherfucker didn't want to know except that he lost. Sip. It's just like losing your woman after she leaves. And then you then as soon as she leaves, that Jodeci, it's been a house since you've been gone. It's been so long, so come back home. I thought he was getting ready to bust out into that shit. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm done listening to Roni by Bobby Brown because of coronavirus and Contagious by the Icy Brothers, so sick by Neo, you make me sick by fucking Pink, and anything that has a song to do with sickness, am I gonna have to throw away this motherfucking classic? Because Donald Trump sang it? No, not doing that shit. The motherfucker lost. I sit at Panera Bread every morning before I go to work, and I drink my coffee, and I sit, see, old, wrinkly, white people sit there and talk about, oh, well, Biden's not my president. Um, Trump should be reelected. He's gonna he's gonna win this election. Like, I really want to say no. I respect my elders, but I really want to say, look here, Otis, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Your boy lost. He was gonna take away something that you're depending on. Fuck your senior discount. He was gonna take away your social security. <laughs> Pay attention. How the fuck are you going to be able to buy your damn Skechers? Or your Sex Offender 7s, Nike Air Monarchs? Y'all know where to go pick those motherfuckers up at. How? Think about it, y'all. This is why businessmen don't make good politicians. It's why Jay-Z cannot never ever run for president. Alright, you can't. Neither can Kanye. Uh -oh. Could y'all fucking believe that 600,000 dumbasses voted for Kanye in the election? <laughs> the fuck? The fuck? <laughs> Kanye is, 
Look, we already have a bipolar orange in the fucking White House. We don't need a bipolar nigga running the free world, all right? And we don't need a hoe to become the first lady. We've already had two of Marilyn Monroe and Monica Lewinsky. And I, and I hate to say this, Kanye was wrong in Gold Digger. Don't turn a hoe into a housewife, he became the first nigga to do so. That Kardashian pussy is fucking lethal. Remember Black Lives Matter? The Kardashians have ruined more black people's lives than Hurricane Katrina. Lamar Odom. NBA champion. Playing with Kobe at the Staples Center. Making millions and millions of dollars. Meets Chloe Kardashian. They have a reality show. Terrible. They break up. She dates James Harden. This motherfucker goes to the Bunny Ranch. Gets two of the baddest bitches in the Bunny Ranch. And yes, I've watched Cat House. All of us have watched Cat House. Every fucking episode, you turn that motherfucking TV down, get that Jergens out there, you ready to go. And don't lie. Women, some of here women too, you have watched that bit show too. Don't lie. And you be in denial. I'm looking at you in the left. I make you're in denial. You probably play with your kitty cat once in a while with your man in your home. Don't lie. She ain't see. She's like, yep. She said, yep. But Lamar Odom, has an overdose. He's rushed to the hospital. Khloe Kardashian leaves James Harden in Houston while he's getting ready for a game to be by his bedside. So you mean to fucking tell me that you can go to a bunny ranch, do all kinds of fucking drugs, have a heart attack, nearly die, and get your bitch back? Lamar Odom's a fucking genius! But he didn't last long. So Lamar thought the Kardashians turned Lamar to a crackhead. Chris Humphreys! Here today, gone tomorrow! Motherfucker got $43 million and it hasn't been seen since. Last time we saw him, he was playing for them Dallas Mavericks. Think he's the mascot now. Nobody knows where the fuck to find him. Tiger! I forgot about that one. We ain't gonna talk about that shit. <laughs> Ray J! Hey. Mister, if I have one wish. Hey. We ain't gonna talk about him neither. Actually, yes the fuck we are, because I'm tired of motherfuckers saying that Ray J made these hoes famous. Ray J didn't make the Kardashians famous. OJ made the Kardashians famous. If y'all remember, the lawyer Robert Kardashian and OJ Simpson were best friends. Robert Kardashian was married to Kris Jenner. So Khloe Kardashian is not a Kardashian. 
Look at the notes. That's OJ's kid. Look at the fucking notes. She don't got an ass like Kim and Courtney. She got an ass like Kendra and Katisha. She got a fat ass. <coughs> you got to look at the nose. And OJ Simpson, oh my God, this motherfucker. I'm going to tell y'all something. I have to sit and watch the fucking trial from sixth grade all the way until halfway in my seventh grade year. I couldn't go outside. When I got home from school, OJ was on television. That motherfucker was on TV 24-7. So he did something before 9-11, shut down daytime television. So why your mom and dad and your grandma and your grandpas, your auntie, your, your, your nosy ass aunties, can't watch all my children want life to live. They still watch the young and the restless. So if you know you're my age, if you were born in the 80s, you grew up watching in the heat of the night, Young and the Restless, All My Children, What I Like to Live, maybe you catch that through the new, new news, you uh, don't like All My Children, you watch Bold and the Beautiful, then you watch General Hospital, and then it's cartoons. Remember that time? Remember those times? That, that's the sh that was the shit. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Rewind the tape. Rewind the motherfucking tape. White people get upset when we talk about slavery. They tell us to get over slavery. I tell them, we'll get over slavery when you get over OJ killing two white people and getting away with it. And then wrote a fucking book. <laughs> Which convinced me the motherfucking did, because ain't no nigga in the history of nigga them is going to say, I'm going to write a book about. Not killing this bitch, but if I did, this is how it happened. <laughs> Ain't no nigga gonna give themselves, implicate them goddamn selves, unless they're on the first 48. This motherfucker wrote a book, step by step, on how if he would have killed his ex wife and her lover. That was her fucking lover. That's the end. Nicole Brown Smith and Ronald Goldman was the first entanglement. It was not Jada and Will and August Asselina, okay? Know your history, kids. Know your fucking history. But OJ really convinced me when he went to prison for stealing his own shit. Which, still to this motherfucking day, I don't understand how the fuck can you go to prison for stealing your own shit? I know niggas that have gone to motherfuckers dope houses to steal their dope back with motherfucking guns. I have gone to people's houses and stole shit that they stole from me. And everybody else, this motherfucker has too. Don't lie. God's watching. <coughs> and I was like, this motherfucker did it. He, fu he fucking did it. He got away with it. He got the fuck away from it. So little do people know O.J. Simpson's favorite song is Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. You've been hit by You've been struck by a smooth criminal. Thank you, Vin. Thank you. Thank you. Give it up for Vin Gonzalez, everybody. Vin Gonzalez for his first time performed up here. And I found out about this show, and he was telling me prior to that that he wanted to do comedy. I said, all right, I'm going to give you this opportunity. 
Now I could have reached out to a lot of comics in my network. I've been doing this shit for 11 years. But I've seen something in this kid that I see in everybody in here, and I see everybody that's watching on Facebook Live and listening on the Petty Murphy Project, which I am recording right now. So you guys are being a part of history. Not only are you guys watching this live here at Harley's Hideaway Bar, so give it up for Harley's. Give it up for your excellent DJ over here wearing an Amazon shirt, because after he gets done, he's gotta go, go, he's gotta go get ready to the warehouse and put those packages in. Hey, Uncle Jeff pays them bills. <laughs> there it is. But this young man had heart. And when he showed y'all tonight that he has heart. I'm showing y'all tonight for 11 years that I have had heart to do this. This business is the hardest shit I've ever done. But I never knew how fucking hard it was this year during a pandemic. And being a businessman, I sympathize with those who are lost their business, losing their business, or needing the business, can't get a loan, to keep their business, can't get a loan, to basically take care of their necessities, like their home, their family, finding necessities like this food and everything else. Because we didn't plan for this to happen. But we have to understand, there's a reason behind God's work, and there's a willing, and a reason why he always heals us. This is only fucking temporary. They want us to wear a mask, fuck it, wear the mask. They want us to social distance, fine. Social distance. Been doing this shit since I was 18 because I've been running from the cops. <laughs> I stay away from danger. When this first hit, I became depressed. Literally depressed. Because I was supposed to go to New York City in March for the first time and do two shows. When that got taken away, I didn't know what I was going to do to entertain the people, people like you, like I'm doing tonight. So I came up with a podcast. Right now we're in season two. This is episode 34. Hey, I've done two seasons. I started the season in April. I stopped in July. Came back in September, and right now, this, this show, this recording on the Petty Murphy Project, is now being listened to one, at least one listener on each part of this world. Listen. That includes penguins in Antarctica. They fuck with the Petty Murphy Project. <coughs> this podcast is now on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public. And that's all in eight months of work. I kept myself busy. Currently right now, production is halt on my movie. But to go out and do all of this during the pandemic is fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. Because we have to persevere from all of this. We have gone through four years of hell. And for some of us, that four years of hell brought back 
haunting memories of how our people were treated before we were even on this earth, on this planet, in this country. It's fucking horrific that we're going through a pandemic that a quarter of a million people as of today have died from. In this country alone, 10 million people have been affected all over the world. Millions of people watched a man die for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. They heard the story of an EMT worker dreaming of becoming a nurse, be shot in her home five times because the police mistaken her home for a drug house. We saw a young man running down a Georgia road get murdered by a shotgun by two racist men, videotaped. We've seen a man drunk at a Wendy's parking lot, sleeping it off because he knew he was drunk. He came from home from a birthday party. We see him running in the Wendy's parking lot to get gunned down. And we've seen everybody come together to say eradicate racism, eradicate the hate, black lives matter. Blue lives matter, all lives matter, but the number one thing that matters in this world, and I'm looking at every single one of you, of all races, all nationalities, religions, orientation, the human race matters. I matter, you matter. We can come together and eradicate this shit. We can come together to get rid of COVID-19. We can come together to get rid of racism. We can come together to get rid of co corporate greed, government mishaps, government misfumbles, government, all fucking government, uh, local, state, Washington, D.C. We can teach our children love has no color. Love everybody. Hate does have a color. It's bright red. The work of the devil. America. This shit's over. Because for the last four years, I hope you realize that we fucked up in 2016 by letting Donald Trump become president. Y'all know that I'm telling the truth. Together, we can make America great again. And the first thing that we fucking do to make America great again is simple. Mecca. Make Kanye black again. <laughs> I'm Penny Murphy and I approve this message. Thank you very much for coming out tonight. Thank you, Harley's Highway Bar here in Shawnee. Shout out to the DJ. Shout out to all of you coming out. Shout out to those watching on Facebook Live. If you didn't pay me my money to watch the live stream, I'm coming for your ass. Um, and thank you for listening here on the Petty Murphy Project. Drive safely. Good night.
Hey, y'all, give it up one more time for Petty Murphy. Yeah. Oh, black is definitely the new white. What? what That's why black? you got me here. It's like white folks cross-examining my black ass. Black is, de <laughs> black is definitely the new one. Du Bois said that in the, the issue for the 20th century would be race. Now that we're into the 21st century, do you think it's... Of course. Race is... Nothing's changed with the weather. It used to be overt, now it's covert. And Obama being in office, it makes it overt again. These white people can't help themselves. You see the things that are coming out of their mouths. They're saying stuff that's... White people are saying wild stuff. You listen to these white boys on these talk shows and these radio shows, they say whatever they feel. I mean, that one Dan Rather with his old tired butt, he's going to say Obama can't sell watermelons? And Clinton's going to say he would be bringing us his coffee? I mean, come on, white boy. It's too much for me. That's why I say what I feel. White folks got their freedom. I'm going to be free, white, and 21, too. That's an old Southern expression, free, white, and 21. That's what I want to be. So let's let's jump into the whole issue. Like you're always in our top. Every month you're in our top ten most viewed clips. The piece that you did for us in 2008. Uh, it's got over 140,000 views. And uh, I'm in the top ten. You're always in the top ten. You're kidding. For us, yeah. I'm stunned. Well, people have a <laughs> lot of comments. I just think I'm stunned. Well, thank you. I'm in the top ten. Okay, I'll accept that. Most viewed, most commented. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember when there were ten little Indians. Remember? Top five. I, I hope I don't end up like that. Remember? Remember one, little two. Remember that? It was <laughs> ten, and eight, but two now. So go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, you certainly did it tonight, your act. But um, a lot of people, you know, just just split. Most, it's like. You have a, a five-star rating across the board, and half the people use the message, the comments, to talk about how racist you are. That I'm racist? Well, that's very funny. I, I, I can't be racist by definition. Look that up. Look that up in the white folks' dictionary. How can I be racist? I've never told anyone where to live. I've never told anyone what kind of jobs to have. I've never kept anyone from going to a school, out of a restaurant, or drinking from a fountain. I've never lynched anybody. So how can I be racist? How can I be racist? By definition, I can't be racist. Well, I think what's happening is... How can, how can the slave be the master? That doesn't even make sense. You, 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 I mean, that's, that's someone that's telling you this or making that statement. Whether they're black or white, they have to be totally insane. I can't be, by definition. Look, look up the definition of racism. Well, I think what's happening in the world is a lot of younger people feel like they have no attachment to the past of America. And they they want to make that clear in their own different ways. Oh, oh. And it, it, I mean, I'm just saying that to you. To be, um, but if I am, if I am racist, if the, if I go along with that, then I learn from the best. I was taught by the best. If that's true, but I don't think that's true. I don't think I can be. Why do you think that's you like telling that? a cow that they're the owner of the cows. Cows don't own people. People own cows. So it doesn't make sense to me. It's not, for me, it doesn't compute. 
We deal with similar issues just by having the name Real Black. Early on, I did a piece on my grandmother, and they said, you know, this is this is even more racist. Why, if I made a show called Real White, I'd be called racist. A lot of people. If you said Real White, you'd be called racist. That doesn't make sense. Because so things are real white. I'd, I'd say you would be in earnest. Just have them read the book. I'm tired of rebuttaling. Just read the damn book. Black is the new white. Buy it, steal it, do what you have to do, but get it. There's a white boy that ran track for a motherfucking living. He ran track for a motherfucking living, and he lost both his motherfucking legs. Now, I hate losers and quitters, but I feel like if you run for a motherfucking living and you lose both of your motherfucking legs, you should be allowed to sit this motherfucker out. You have done everything there was for you to do. And this motherfucker on some gangster shit decide not only is he gonna walk again, he decide he gonna fucking race again. Now, you got to be in tune with your fucking star player to pull this shit off, because they made him some aluminum racing legs and shit look like bent back paper clips and shit, just. Don't try to act like something wrong with me. Some of you motherfuckers saw the story, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. It looked like bent back paper clips, like two baby boomerangs and shit. That's what he had to run on. That motherfucker had to be in tune with his star fucking player, because sometimes motherfuckers ain't gonna have your back like you think you should. And this motherfucker now gotta come in on his aluminum racing legs and race again. And he gotta try to come in and be all calm and smooth and not draw too much attention to himself. Just tink, 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 tink. Motherfuckers fucking with him and shit. Yeah, you gotta go over there and sign up first before you race. Okay, motherfucker. Tink, 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 Yeah, they said I gotta sign up first. It's no sign up at all. Tink, 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 tink. He all at the starting line. You know motherfuckers fucking with him, doing all sorts of unnecessary exercises with their legs and shit. Just on your mark. Tink, 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 tink. And the craziest fucking thing happened. This motherfucker not only started running, this motherfucker started winning. And you know a hater can't stand a goddamn winner. And the last place you want to be in a motherfucking foot race is behind the motherfucker with no goddamn foots. That's the last. I bet that motherfucker's mad as shit. My leg's tired, ain't your legs tired? His legs ain't tired, he just take, 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 Just paper clips and sparks everywhere. Just take, 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 But you gonna have to be in tune with your star fucking player, cause these haters do not play fair. These hating ass motherfuckers at the Olympic Committee let this motherfucker race and then waited till he won and then disqualified him and said, and I quote, he had an unfair advantage.
you talking about the motherfucker running with no goddamn legs? Now who the fuck you talking about? Poor little Tink Tink. Think about that when you think you having a bad goddamn day. Poor little Tink Tink, ain't that a bitch? That's why you gonna have to be in tune with your star fucking player. These motherfuckers want you to be miserable. I'm gonna tell you something you probably already know. Comedians' brains are not quite right. <laughs> They're just a little burp, just a little off. Not a lot. I mean, we can hold down jobs and pay taxes and stuff, but inside our internal gyroscope wobbles just a little bit. Well, let me give you a for instance. For instance, this last summer, I was watching my grandson play, play baseball sitting next to my daughter. And at one point, she turned to me and said, what position is Joe playing? And I said, left field. And then I thought, how does she not know that? Her husband's a big sports fan. She's been to a World Series game, for goodness sake. How does she not know that? So I turned to her and I said, how do you not know that? And then I remembered she's a dancer and a dance instructor. And she said, well, on stage, that is stage right. And my brain went, Burp. <laughs> and you get the following. Last winter, the coach of the Park University Pirates baseball team, go Pirates, was hurt in a terrible automobile accident and was unable to coach in the spring. So the athletic director and his student assistant went over to the drama department to see if the acting coach would be able to take over. <laughs> and they explained the situation to him and the acting coach thought for a minute and then said, to coach? Not for the stage, but for the field of ball and base. <laughs> to travail to raise in victory the flag of the park pirates. <laughs> but hold, pirates, scourge of the seven seas, sworn enemies of his majesty's galleons. Pirates, who stand in polar opposition to all that is fair and pure. Pirates. <laughs> but what's in a name? A rose by any other name smells just as sweet. So, onward, upward, into the breach once more. Raise the flag of bones and skull to honor, to victory, to university. <laughs> and the athletic director turned to his student assistant and said, What'd he say? And the assistant looked up from his phone and said, he said he'd do it. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. Then he turned to the coach and he said, thanks coach, go Pirates, woohoo! <laughs> so the first thing the coach did, he held tryouts that he called readings <laughs> for positions that he called roles on the team that he called cast. And after he'd selected the players that he called players, that he wanted, he posted their name outside the gym but labeled it callback list. <laughs> and at the first team meeting, he had to explain the proper terminology. Left field was stage right, right field was stage left. The outfield was upstage, the infield was downstage. The pitcher was the lead, the opposing batter was the antagonist. Kneeling in the on-deck circle was waiting in the wings, and the umpire was, of course, the critic. <laughs> And he didn't understand some of the unwritten rules of baseball. At Park University's first game, it was a home game, bottom of the first inning, the batter took a cold strike on a nasty slider at the knees, and he rushed out onto the field to the home plate umpire and said, what, 
What is this I hear? To mine ears, my loyal and faithful companions, for lo these many years, now turn to distrust and deceit, for they hear the call of strike, when clearly the pitch was low. <laughs> Were the batter not standing, but rather kneeling as in a prayer box, begging forgiveness for past errors, then, and then only would the call be justly so. And the umpire finally figured out what he was doing and said, Coach, coach, you can't argue balls and strikes. You're going to have to go back to the bench. He said, What say you? Very well. When in Rome, I shall do as the Romans. But it is not willingly that I take my leave. Good day to you, squire. <laughs> and the, uh, and the, the athletic director and his student assistant were at that game, and the athletic director turned to him and said, What did he say? <laughs> and the assistant looked up from his phone and said, He said you missed the call. <laughs> okay, thanks. Then he turned back to the field and said, Come on, Blue, open your eyes. Go Pirates. Woohoo! <laughs> and Coach would agonize over strategy. Later on that same game, uh, bottom of the eighth, score tied. Park had runners on first and third with one out. Coach paced back and forth behind the bench. To squeeze or not to squeeze? <laughs> that is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of a catcher blocking the plate, or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by opposing, slide under the tag. <laughs> to win, to lose, perchance to dream, aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of loss, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this dusty field must give us pause. And the athletic director again turned to his student assistant and said, what did he say? And he looked up from his phone and he said, well, he can't decide whether or not to bunt, so we're going to swing away. I said, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> and he turned back to the field and yelled, come on, boys, ducks on the pond. Go Pirates. Woohoo!" <laughs> now, Park, Park won that game, but at the end, instead of giving each other high fives, they all lined up on the first base line, held hands, and did a curtain call. <laughs> they not only won that game, they started to win a lot of games, as they, and as they did, attendance increased, and the fans loved it when he would challenge a call on the base pass. One time, a Park University student was called out on a close play at second, trying to steal, and he rushed out onto the field to the second base umpire and said, now is the winter of my discontent. <laughs> For what is this I see? A fist thrust into the air? Tis a vision most foul. Hast thou not seen glove and tag, foot and base? Oh, tis a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury and signifying nothing. <laughs> and occasionally on his way back to the bench, he'd get an ovation from the fans, which he would always acknowledge. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're too kind. Thank you. Well, they, they started to win a lot of games. In fact, they won so many, they were invited to play in the postseason tournament, which he called Encore Performances. <laughs> and at the end of the season banquet, the students were delighted because not only did they get a nice trophy for participating in the tournament, they also got three credit hours in theater. <laughs> yes.
comedians have bits. You've heard my bit on uh, driving. You've heard my bit on my first wife, Sally. But occasionally, comedians have just these random thoughts that don't fit into any bits. Here are some. <laughs> Shoehorn is a funny word. Like it's an instrument. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kansas City Symphony is pleased to welcome Herr Hermann Erhardt, virtuoso on the shoehorn, <laughs> who will be performing for us this evening his Toccata and Fugue in ten and a half wide <laughs> for cornet, flugelhorn, and rebox. <laughs> I like that joke because I like saying rebox. My cousin's band has trouble getting people to come to their performances, especially when they headline. I blame the name they've chosen, Closed for Repairs. <laughs> it doesn't help when they perform with their favorite band, Plumbing Problems. <laughs> because on the marquee it reads, Tonight only, Closed for Repairs with Plumbing Problems. <laughs> I like ground pepper. So now I'm looking for air pepper and sea pepper <laughs> because I want to support all three branches of the pepper military. <laughs> they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. They say the streets in heaven are paved with gold. I say we have seriously underestimated the strength of the pavers union. <laughs> A lady posted on Facebook that she was looking for a plumber to replace her water heater. I suggested that it would be better to replace her water heater with another water heater. <laughs> In high school, I dated a girl who her senior year was not voted Miss Kansas City or Miss Platte County. She would voted miscellaneous. <laughs> Probably because her favorite phrase was, whatever. <laughs> In high school, I dated another girl who her senior year was voted misdirection. After graduation, she got fired from her first job at Google Maps. <laughs> that joke actually has another punchline. Here it is. After graduation, she got fired from her first job as a traffic cop. <laughs> now, by applause, how many think they like Google Maps? All right. And how many, how many think I should use traffic cop? Oh, not very many. And how many think I should abandon stand-up comedy and do something meaningful? A lot of applause from this table. Oh, it's my family. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for coming out. Any, any fans of the Old Testament? Anyone? <laughs> you, sir? Anyone? The, the problem I have with the Old Testament is it's really, really old. I mean, parts of it are over 2,500 years old. As you know, the Old Testament chronicles the trials and tribulations of the Jewish people whose faith was strong, but whose science was not. <laughs> I mean, think about it. 2,500 years ago, the world was flat, the stars and the planets revolved around the earth, and according to the book of Joshua, under the right set of circumstances, the sun would actually stop moving across the sky. Hey, Maury, come here. 
Is it me or is the sun stopped moving across the sky? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I wonder how long it's been stuck like that. I don't know. Got stuck at noon. What time is it now? Well, according to the sundial, still noon. So, I don't know. The book of Exodus describes what it was like for the Jews when they were slaves in Egypt and the fact that they were slaves pissed off God. Now, this was not unusual. In the Old Testament, God was pissed off a lot. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's because this is before he created marijuana. <laughs> because by the time we get to the New Testament, he's all, peace and love, peace and love. Bless you, bless you, bless you. And once again, I don't know, but I think that for God, marijuana was a gateway drug to crack. <laughs> because by the time we get to Revelations, he's going, you're all going to die. <laughs> Except for you guys over here. No, you're cool. But I digress. So God, in order to convince the Pharaoh to free the slaves so they could leave Egypt and go to the land of milk and honey, which wound up being an Eastern Mediterranean fixer-upper. <laughs> God visited 10 plagues on Egypt. Let's see, he turned the water to blood. He sent a plague of locusts. He had it rain frogs. I know, pretty cool, right? <laughs> because for a time after that event, in fine dining establishments all over Egypt, you could hear the following conversation. Waiter! What do you recommend for lunch today? Yeah. Well, sir, I would recommend either the frog legs niçoise, the frog legs a l'orange, or perhaps a nice cob salad nestled on a bed of frog legs. I believe I'll have the salad. What wine do you recommend? Well, sir, we just received a shipment of a lovely Beaujolais a la Grenouille. It hops lightly on the tongue, sir. <laughs> Well, none of those worked, so God did what you would do if you have trouble completing a project. He hired a professional, and he subcontracted with the angel of death to go to Egypt and kill the firstborn. I mean, firstborn everything. Firstborn calf, firstborn colt, firstborn child. It was an equal opportunities plague. But at the last minute, he penciled in an escape clause for the Jews. If the Jews would paint lamb's blood over their doors, the angel of death would not visit their homes, but would rather pass over their homes. And one can only assume go on to continue the carnage with their next door neighbors. <laughs> and after word of that hit the streets, if you went to Cairo or Alexandria trying to buy a lamb, they were sold out. You were SOL. Which, as it turns out, was the name of one of the first kings of Israel. <laughs> but I think that's just a coincidence. And on the Egyptian commodities exchange, lamb futures went through the roof. <laughs> but again, I digress. So came the fateful day, the angel of death is going about his business. So long, farewell, Alp Wiedersehen. <laughs> Gets to the land of Goshen, which is where the Jews lived, and all of a sudden it was like, whoop, lamb's blood, whoop. Lamb's blood, darn it, more lamb's blood. Finally gets to the other side and he's like, ah, here we go, adieu to you and you and you. 
Now, the Feast of Passover lasts seven days. Once again, I don't know, but I think it's because for about a week after the angel of death passed over, the only thing that was served for breakfast in the land of Goshen was lamb and eggs. <laughs> and for lunch, it was lamb and cheese sandwiches. And for dinner, it was lamb stew. <laughs> Ma, we having lamb stew again? First of all, you kids need to pipe down. And you in particular, Joel Jr. You're lucky to be able to eat anything at all, Mr. Put a sock in it. Yeah, lamb's blood. I have a problem with that for two reasons. First of all, ew. I mean, you just can't go over to the neighbor and say, hey, Marge, can I borrow a cup of lamb's blood? No. You got to go out, get your own damn lamb, string it up, gut it, put a big bowl underneath it to collect the blood, and then afterwards, what do you do with it? You cut off its little feet, strap some feathers to it so the kids can use them for badminton. <laughs> Strip out its intestines so the kids can use them for jump rope. <laughs> Maybe go over and get the neighbor's lamb and ask to get their intestines so the kids can do double dutch. <laughs> I could never jump in. Because, ew. Second of all, paint it over your door. I don't know about you, but if I tried a stunt like that in my neighborhood, I'd get a visit from the Homeowners Association. <laughs> hey, Mr. Scott, it's Carl Goyam from the HOA. How you doing? Come to talk to you about that red paint over your door, because we... It isn't. Well, what is it? What the hell? Because <laughs> you just know a conversation that starts like that is not going to end well. And the book of Genesis is the first time the words lo and behold appear together in the Bible. Now, lo means to listen, and behold means to look. So it means listen and look. Of course, that's in the King James Version. In the Southern Baptist Bible, it's, hey, y'all, watch this. <laughs> and in the Revised Urban Bible, it's, yo, check it out. <laughs> but lo also means to moo, as in the cattle were lowing, the poor baby wakes. Now, some cows moo in a high register. Mm. Some cows moo in a low register. Mm. But if you lived in Old Testament times and owned a cow named Lolo, and you woke up one morning and heard, mm, might you then say, Lo, a Lolo, Lolo. No, no? Boy, that was a long journey to a disappointing destination, wasn't it? Yo, man, R&B sucks. I mean, there's a couple of people that can flow, but for the most part, the genre sucks. Just a bunch of people singing over rap beats. You know, old rap record, sing over it. And everybody talk about their label, label this, label that. Hey, Smokey Robinson wasn't singing about Motown. The Osley Brothers wasn't going T-neck in the house. The Jacksons wasn't singing about Epic because nobody gave a Black boy, make you jump for joy. Black boy. 
make you jump for joy. Tasty, even kids will say. More nigga, please. 
A high-fiber blend of seven all-natural grains, oats, barley, and almonds, deep fried, and coated with a sugary barbecue sauce. Ask for by name. From the makers of Cracker Ash Crackers. Chris Rock presents Real People of Ignorance. Real people of ignorance. Today we salute you, Mr. Friend of a Rap Star. Friend of a Rap Star. You don't rap. You don't write rhymes. You're not even a hype man. You're just some guy who's been hanging around this nigga for the last 15 years. Kissing this nigga. When the lights on the stage come up, there you are, waving your hands in the air like you just don't care. While the whole crowd asks, who's that nigga with the night vision goggles on? He can see in the dark. Though deep down, you want to kill this nigga because you still believe your demo is better than his. When your the record hits, you tell everyone, we're number one. But let's face it, he's number one. You're number none. So here's to you, Mr. Friend of a Rap Star. Because you don't blow up, Friend you just show up. And now today's Ebonics language lesson. Meeting girls. My, you're a lovely young lady. Damn, you's a fine mother Damn, you's a fine mother Let's go for a ride, shall we? Hey, baby, jump in my lowrider and let's rotate these tires. Hey, baby, let's jump in my lowrider and let's rotate these tires. You are beautiful. I would like to make love to you. Damn, bitch, you stupid fly. Let me pull up to that bumper and smack that monkey. Damn, bitch, you stupid fly. Let me pull up to your bumper and smack that monkey. Greeting old friends. Hello, sir. What up, dog? May I borrow some money? Hey, let me hold some ends. I hit you back on the first, my brother. Hey, let me hold some ends. I will hit you back on the first, my brother. You don't have it? Thanks, anyway. F*** you. F*** you. Making new friends. Hello, sir. What up? What up? I admire your fashionable running shoes. Drop them Nikes off your ass before I blast you, mother Drop them Nikes off your ass before I blast you, mother I used to be a stuck-up white boy faking the funk. Bump that. I ain't bullshitting on Front Street no more thanks to the Wake Up Cruise Ebonics Language Lesson. Available in a hood near you.
kissed a girl. It was in the back seat of my dad's old Impala. Yeah, man, making out in your old man's car. My dad had a Volkswagen. I couldn't do much of anything in the backseat of that thing. The first time I did it, I was in a little red Corvette with Sheena Easton and Vanity. Or was that Morris? Shut out, man. The craziest thing I ever did was break up with my high school sweetheart. Man, when it comes to women, we're always doing something crazy. I know what you mean. One time I poured chocolate all over Sheila E. Or was that Morris? man <laughs> and you really want to turn a girl on put on some luther van draw oh man that works with some girls but the guy who really gets them going is rick james you're both wrong whenever i want a woman to get wild all i have to do is Marley and Jimmy and Yellowman, but I'm not even mulatto. My reggae's watered down. Hear me on the radio, think I could not be blacker. But on my video, you see I'm really a cracker. Pretending I was a rasa since I was in jammies. 
I should pay my face and stop betting out Mary. You can criticize me all the way to the bank. My single number one and shower don't rank. Time wanna kick dice key off the label for this in the cops. They said it just ain't right. But when a Caucasian man records a cupping song, they don't have a problem. Must be an oversight. All the Jamaicans think I gave them a bum steer. But everything I know I learned from an auctioneer. The bidding will start at seven for this year. Go gang. Eight do I hear eight nine? Who'll give me ten? I got ten ten going once, going twice sold. I can spot gibberish and it'll go bold. I am what I am and that's all that I am. I skill the button, beat up, dip it up the bow. Day oh, day oh, bizarre day, bizarre day, bizarre day, bizarre day. I'm rapping your songs with the best of my ability. You need a black man to increase the credibility. When put on the spot, I side with the rosters, cause Sean ain't down with no win. Imposter, like vanilla ice, the people are sick of me. They put my boom boom down in four months. My butt'll be back in Canada working a day job. I wear the burger crown. Rip it, rip up the skit up the bowl. Rip the skittly up the dip up the bowl. Would you, would you, would you like fries with that? A hot apple pie with that? Just drive around now. Blue top. Cool running. Hey man, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you man? I'm warning you man, I shot the sheriff. Exodus, oh now. I'm stuck in a basement sitting on a tricycle girl getting on my nerves. Going out of my mind, I thought she was fine. Don't know if her body is hers. This is a song about a whale. No! This is a song about being happy. That's right. It's the happy, happy, joy, joy song. Happy, happy, joy, joy. 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 Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. I don't think you're happy enough. That's right. I'll teach you to be happy. I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. Now, boys and girls, let's try it again. Happy, happy, joy, joy. 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 Happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. If then you ain't the granddaddy of all liars. The little critters of nature. They don't know that they're ugly. That's very funny. A fly marrying a bumblebee. I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, 
Do you watch the Bill Cosby show? I do too. I love Bill Cosby's show. I've been a, a big fan of Bill Cosby all my life. Never met the man before, but he called me up about a year ago and chastised me on the phone for being too dirty on stage. And it was real weird because I had never met him. And he just thought it was he should call me up because he was Bill and tell me that he did about what comedy is all about. And I sat and listened to this man chastise me. And when Bill Cosby chastises you, you forget you've grown. You feel like one of the Cosby kids and shit. And I ran in the house all excited to talk to Bill and picked up the telephone and Bill got raw on me. I was like, Hello, Mr. Cosby? And you hear, I would like to talk to you about some of the things that you do in your show. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. He always tells you stories. I would like to tell you a story. I have five children. One, two, three, four, five, five, five children. I live in Massachusetts with my wife, Camille, and my five children. Now, of the five children that we have, there are four girls and a boy. The boy's name is Innes. He loves everything you do. Comes home from school the other day with a big smile on his face. And my son looks just like me. He walks through the door looking at me with this big smile. And I cannot resist. Because it's such a beautiful smile. And he walks up and I say, what are you smiling about? Aww. And the child says to me, I'm smiling because I need money to go see the Andy Murphy Show. Please give me money for a ticket. Now, if the child is smiling this way because he needs money for a ticket, I have to give him money for a ticket. I do not handle the money in the house. My wife, Camille, handles the ticket money. So I must go into the kitchen to where my wife is cooking dinner for the family. And she is inside the kitchen cooking. And she's got a bowl. And she's cooking up the food, man. She's cooking it up. And the child walks in the room with the smile. He says, Mother, please, money. She gives him the money. He runs off to see you show. Now, we sit in the living room, waiting for Ennis to return. At about five o'clock in the morning, the child comes through the door. He has a different look on his face. It looked like he heard something at your show that he's never heard before. And I say to my child, I say, child. I say, what did the man say on the stage? And he says, Pop, the man comes out and says these things. I said, well, what did he say? He says, Pop, he comes out and says some stuff. I said, well, what did he do? He says, Pop, he walks out and he goes, hello, suck this and MF and kiss my big black stuff and suck it and stick it down in your mouth and suck it, suck it. <laughs> you cannot say filth, flying filth, flying filth in front of people. I said, I never said no filth, flying filth. He says, you know what I'm talking about. I can't use the type of language that you use, but you know what I mean when I say filth, flying, flying, flying filth. 
And I said, I never said no filth, flying filth, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm offended that you called. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's when Bill got pissed. He said, that's what I'm talking about. You cannot say fuck in front of people. And I got mad because he thought that was my whole act. Like I just walked out on the stage and cursed and left. And I managed to stick in some jokes between the curses. You couldn't give no curse show or walk out and say, hey, felt for him, motherfucker, dick puts his snot and shit. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Suck my dick. Bye-bye. I was pissed off. I was so mad. I called Richard Pryor's house up and said, yo, Richard, Bill Cosby just called me up and told me I was too dirty. And Richard said, the next time motherfucker called, tell him I said, suck my dick. Whatever the fuck make the people laugh, say that shit. I said, do the people laugh when you say what you say? I said, yes. He said, do you get paid? I said, yes. He said, well, tell Bill. I said, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> the jello pudding eating motherfucker. <laughs> Richard, Richard is the rawest motherfucker in show because Richard's the one that made me want to do comedy. When I was little, I wanted to be Richard Pryor so bad. I used to read, listen to Sneak in the Basement. You sneak in the basement, put his albums on, and just listen. And your mother ain't supposed to hear it, so you listen, <clears throat> listening to shit. And I turned it. I was, I wanted to be Richard so bad. I used to go out on stage when I was 15 and talk and act and walk and do everything like Richard Pryor. My mother would sit there and watch her little 15-year-old son on stage saying some outlandish shit. My whole act back then was about taking the shit because that's all I had done at 15. That was my life experience, but it sounded like Richard Pryor jokes. I'd be going, you ever like sometime, right? You get on that toilet, and when you shit, that water splash up on your ass. Don't that make you mad, right? You know what really make me mad is when shit come halfway out your ass, then go back up in that motherfucker. Right? <laughs> Why does shit be teasing your ass, right? Just get the fuck out, right? You know what really bothers me is when you be straining for a long time, right, and one little pebble shit come out, right? Be some shit this big, right? Well, push your head up your asshole and say, that's all the shit I'm going to get, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what really makes me mad when your ass don't cooperate with you and clench up and break the shit in half? And you be mad as a motherfucker, too, because you know you got to wipe your ass for like five hours and shit, right? <laughs> Use 12 rolls of toilet paper on that motherfucker. You know what really make me mad, though, is afterwards, right? It's after you shit. You done all the shit you're going to do for the whole day, right? You finish shitting, and you flush the toilet, and wait a second, and one chunk come back. What does that chunk want? <laughs> 